Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by italki, which is a very convenient and effective service that can help you to improve your English. It could make a big difference to your English. You can take one-to-one lessons with a teacher. You can find uh, like native English speakers there who are not necessarily qualified teachers, but they are ready and willing to talk to you and share their language with you, and they are cheaper than the qualified teachers. And the third option is that you find a language partner, uh, for example, someone in England who wants to learn your language, and you, you, know, you do 50% your language and 50% English, and that's free as well. So that's cool. Anyway, italki is just a really great place where you can find lots of great ways to improve your English. And remember that italki are offering all of you um, a voucher worth 100 italki credit when you buy some lessons with them and that can help you you know save a little bit of money so visit teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website and you can then check it all out for yourself okay that's the end of the promo now let's begin this new episode and here is the jingle you're listening to luke's english podcast for more information visit teacherluke.co.uk Hello and welcome back to this double episode in which Amber, Paul and I are working our way through an online text adventure game. The game is set in London in the Victorian era. We are playing the part of a brilliant detective with a particular set of skills who, with his partner Mardler, is trying to track down and rescue four kidnapped girls while also bringing the kidnapper to justice. Uh, This is part two of the story. We're halfway through. If you haven't listened to part one yet, then I suggest that you do so. And it should be the the, the episode immediately before this one. Um, Thank you again to Peter Carlson, who wrote the story. Uh, Peter gave me the go-ahead to record us reading this out on the podcast. So nice one, Peter. Thank you very much. Uh, You can find the link... Uh, to the game on the page for this episode. Just click the link uh, and there you will be able to read all of the text that we are reading. So you can either just enjoy listening to us going through the story now or you can listen now and then read the story yourself later or you can listen to us and read the story at the same time. Um, It's worth checking the text in the story because you will be able to read all of the words and check certain things that you might miss, like spellings, definitions of certain language, and so on, okay? Uh, So whatever you choose to do, try to watch out for descriptive vocabulary, particularly verbs for different types of movement uh, in the action sequences of the story. Uh, Also watch out for the language that we use while working together as a group, and also uh, the different language that we use when making deductions and speculating about um, about the case, you know, language like might have, could have, must have, and so on. All right. As I said, the as I said before, the story does contain some descriptions of violence. So if you're very sensitive to the gory details, uh, then be warned. Although, in my opinion, it's not really that graphic, and um, you know, you expect a little bit of blood in a detective mystery story, don't you? 
So what is the story so far? Let me just recap it again quickly, just to make sure that you remember. Um, So here is the story so far. Girls uh, keep getting kidnapped in London. Um, At the scene of each kidnapping, there is a calling card left by the kidnapper in the form of a creepy smiley face scratched into the floor. Okay, Uh, we were called uh, to the house of the Worthington family where the daughter, Chloe, had disappeared. Using our deductive reasoning skills, we worked out that she must have run away with her lover, a poor Italian paperboy called Joseph. They'd planned to run away together, but their romantic escape was interrupted violently and unexpectedly uh, when they were attacked at Joseph's home in a poor part of London. Joseph was hit on the head with a hammer and Chloe was taken away, her body hidden inside a coffin on the back of a carriage. Uh, But she was still alive. We deduced that the carriage, with Chloe's body on board, must have been taken to a local mortuary by one of the men who worked there. At the there at the mortuary, we discovered that this man's name uh, is Cade Brewer, and he's a strange, creepy, yet huge and strong man with an appetite for opiate, pain-killing drugs, woodwork, and kidnapping. But we don't know where he is, uh, so now we've gone back to the police station to consider the situation more carefully. And here it is. Four young girls from different social backgrounds have been kidnapped, and they all have similar coloured hair. They all have light hair. Then we start receiving notes from the kidnapper, who calls himself Mr. Burlap, written in broken English. It seems that he wants us to find him. He's playing some kind of sick cat and mouse game. We suspect that Mr. Burlap, the kidnapper, is in fact Cade Brewer, the huge creepy man with the opiate addiction who works at the mortuary. We decide to track We decide to try and track him down. We first search cemeteries in the area, assuming that Cade Brewer has hidden her in a coffin. But we're on the wrong track. Our deductive reasoning has failed us, and I blame Amber. Uh, just listen back to it. You'll see it's all her fault. Um, and it turns out that Chloe is not at the cemetery at all. In fact, closer inspection of the evidence shows us that he must be keeping her hostage at an abandoned hospital. To be honest, Amber, I just sort of had a go at Amber there, blaming her for the loss of time, but it's not entirely her fault because she's probably the brains of the organisation. And in fact, if you listen carefully, uh, she's the one who's making all of the good decisions. Uh, And she could probably have done the whole thing on her own without Paul and me, and we could have just stayed in the pub. So thanks, Amber. Anyway, we, we work out she must be keeping... Uh, Chloe hostage at an abandoned hospital and never mind all the other girls the three other girls where are they so we decide to go and investigate the hospital but we've lost precious time by investigating in the wrong place at the cemetery have we lost too much time will we find the mysterious kidnapper Mr Burlap who wrote us the note in broken English will we find Cade Brewer and is he in fact Mr Burlap as we expect will we find Chloe Worthington and the other three girls Will we manage to save them, or did we waste too much time? What will we discover at the abandoned hospital, and why is Mr. Burlap playing such a sick and twisted game? Let's find out. So, the last thing you heard was the three of us going, let's go to the hospital, so let's go to the hospital. So he's hiding out in a closed, abandoned hospital. Mm. Okay, right, let's go to the closed, abandoned hospital. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, Paul. 
Oh, you, Mad Mardler, and a handful of other policemen travel across London towards the Gander Hill Hospital. It resides on the shores of the Thames. The smell of low tide is hitting your acute nose. Uh, I didn't know low tide or high tide had a different smell, but anyway. Well, low tide, it stinks, doesn't it? Because like, all, yeah, the, the, all the, the stuff is exposed. All right. The riverbed is all right. exposed. All right, Sherlock, calm it down. <laughs> 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 you burst through the boarded doors, guns drawn. You're ready to face Brewer, a.k.a. Mr. Burlap, focusing your senses and analysing the environment. The hospital is deathly quiet as you push open the door. I thought you smashed through the door. Anyway, and scan <laughs> desolate rooms. Uh, you enter a room and wince as you see a young girl lying motionless on the cold floor. She's tied tightly to the pipe protruding from the wall uh, and she, she looks to have choked on her own vomit. Oh, there are bits of pale pinkish mushrooms oh. on the ground beside Is her. that because we wasted time looking in the cemetery? Maybe because we, we made a mistake. This girl has She's died. She's dead Maybe because a- we didn't get there quick enough. That's oh. Amy. That's Amy Anderson mutters Mardler as he checks the young woman's pulse. It's a meaningless action, as you can tell the girl is lifeless. No, from across the room. Oh, oh hey, come and look at this. A fellow policeman calls you over to see writing scratched into the wall. Um, Mr. Detective, did you save the whore in time? Uh, she had a little... S- snack. Snack earlier. Will she make it to dessert? Ha 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 oh, ha 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 ha. Can you find girl number two? She's n- she's Ugh. not far. A, a story. storybook ending. She's not from. She's not far from. She's, a, she's not going to have a storybook ending. Oh, you'll have to uh, until two o'clock, I think. Does faster the the faster, faster the, the better. better. Buena fortuna. Sincerely, Mr. Burlap. He's the fucking uncle, isn't it? Clearly. Bueno Fortuna. He spoke Italian. Obviously, uh, the only other Italian person in this story is the uncle. Um, you think it's him? Okay, sincerely, another damn riddle. So this, this oh, is... No, let's calm down, because yeah. we need to go through the, the, the clues here. There's a pale pinkish mushrooms. Okay. Can we, just, oh. can we just recap what's just happened there? Terrible thing has happened. We have finally made it to the abandoned Gander Hill Hospital. The police have burst in, and the girl who's tied up there, Amy Adler Anderson, has died because we wasted so much time looking in the wrong place. So we could have potentially saved her oh. life, but we didn't. She's dead. However... Uh, it's like it's like Jack Bauer. Right, the, p- yeah. the pinkish mushroom. Obviously, yeah. it's some sort of poisonous mushroom, isn't it? Uh, it says that we clicked on the mushroom, and it says this is part of a partly eaten ingocybirubescence of dangerously poisonous mushroom containing muscarine, a chemical found in toxic mushrooms. So it's a toxic mushroom. The mushroom is somewhat fresh. So where did Brewer get his hand? From the same place as pine needles came from. Ah, some forest or something, right? Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. So, um, so she's in the forest. O'clock. That's where this... About two o'clock. And and he says in his badly written note that we think that sh- uh, we've got until about two o'clock to, to get her. Let's click on two o'clock. Uh, and we, it says, why is Brewer acting unsure of this challenge's time limit? Is this next girl poisoned as well? The challenge is time sensitive, yet the time is unclear. 48 hours. But there is another potential <laughs> clue, which is the Buona Fortuna. Okay, let's, yeah, that's so ita- Italian. Maybe, he, okay, maybe he's Italian. Maybe he goes searching for uh, 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 truffles in the forest and uh, he also uh, gets the, the, you know. Because he's written Buona Fortuna correctly, which is actually quite a hard word to spell. 
yeah. in English. Yeah, so he's and clearly he's Italian. All this guy. the English words wrong. Or he's deliberately writing in a weird way, so we don't know it's him. It's the uncle. And yet he's written that perfectly okay. correctly. Right. So Mr. Bird, okay, another damn riddle spits. Another damn riddle spits Mardler. We're just playing this freak's game. He, he glances down at his watch. It's almost eight o'clock now, so we've got a little bit more than six hours to find our next girl. Mardler and the rest of the police look over to you expectantly. You bite your thumb, concentrating on your mind. All you can see is Amy Anderson's corpse. Uh, you begin envisioning the pain of the other three girls, Julia, Tasha and Chloe. The fear, the unknowing. Unknowing is truly the greatest form of suffering. Except for, you know, torture. That's pretty bad. Um, what? What is un- unknowing is truly the greatest form of yeah, suffering. Yeah, but I'm, I'm wondering about our choices. I don't really understand. So oh, our choices are let your sympathy, anger and hot emotion fu- uh, fuel you or shut out your emotion and rely on cold calculation. Well, we've got to well, do the second one. We've got to do the second one. Well, what right? would Sherlock do, hey? Well, Sherlock would, would uh, shut out his emotion and rely on cold calculation. Yeah. He would. Well, let's do that then. Shut out your emotion and rely on cold calculation. You immediately block out thoughts of Amy Anderson's, uh, of Amy Anderson. You try to save her and you, you tried to save her and you failed. Another footnote in the history of crime in London. There are three other girls that will statistically die. You have an opportunity to lower that probability. What do we do now? Uh, asks Mardler. What do we do now? Annoy- an- annoying your train of thought. You ignore him. Where is <laughs> poor Mardler? I know he's <laughs> just gets it? ignored. Right, where's the, where's next? the next girl? So Barker Street, the River Thames, the Library, Shit. St Anthony's Private School. The River Thames, maybe. Why? Because he says uh, you've got until two o'clock. Maybe the Thames tide. is tidal. We yeah. all know that. Yeah. And we've just he's just made a point of saying it, and so the tide will come back in at a certain point around two o'clock. So he's not sure about yeah, the tides. That's it. I think you're right, Amber. Yeah. I'm clicking the River Thames. Yes, Pow. absolutely Bang. right. I've got it, you say. Though lingering doubt burns in the back of your mind, you extinguish it and begin to explain. Brewer ended his last note with Buen, Buono Fortuna, Italian for good luck. He also mentioned that the next girl is in for a storybook ending. He's poking fun at the investigation that Mardler and I conducted yesterday when tracking down Joseph Crespo. We know Brewer knows Joseph is Italian, as he mentioned that in the last note, in the first note. And somehow he knows about Chloe's book, Love of the Sea. He must have seen Uh. Joseph give it to Chloe and seen Chloe reading it while stalking Mm. her. That's the storybook that he's referring to. Uh, All right, so it's not the uncle. It's just that Barker's been watching them. Yeah, he's a filthy spy. So how does Love of the Sea end, asks Mardler. That's not important, you say. Poor old Mardler. I know. That's not the ending that he has planned. He's just pointing us towards the sea, or the Thames in this case, or even more specifically, Tideway. It's probably the plate, the area where the Thames Mm -hmm. is affected by the tide. Tideway, oh, here it is. Tideway, (laughs) Tideway is the part of the Thames that's subject to changes in the tide. When we arrived here, I noticed it was low tide, which means that we have about six hours before high tide. That lands us at Brewer's deadline of two o'clock. That's also why he's unsure, because tides can be unpredictable. What, what happens at high tide? asks one of the younger police officers. I can only assume a girl will die, you respond. She's probably tied up somewhere. 
where the water will rise and submerge her over time. Delayed <laughs> drowning. Just a bit of delayed drowning. She's <laughs> tied up and the tide's coming in. <laughs> tied up and the tide's coming in uh, okay oh, Paul. come on this is long uh, no I just did one didn't I uh, all right, then. I think it's the London police force springs into action and begins searching all over Tidewater for the next girl. They check every boat and dock hastily covering ground you just hope you're fast enough Tideway so here we are at Tideway. Hours into the challenge, a police officer catches up with you as you're questioning uh, a group of sailors. His hands are on his knees and he's panting, sweat dripping from his brow. So this policeman's just run up to us. Mm-hmm. And he goes, we found her. We found her. He gasps. Julia Alberts. She was gagged and tied to the beam of a dock. We cut her loose and got her out before the tide rose above her. The, the officer breathes heavily, but relieved. <laughs> you were right. Chapter two complete. 71%. Oh, we, we all know we got s- fault that was. We got 71.4%. We let one woman die. Yeah. yeah. I clicked the wrong thing and you made the wrong decision. I made decision. the wrong decision. Sorry. So we're back at Worthington Estates and it says, you decide to go back to the Worthington Estate to look for more clues about, uh, to look for more clues before you receive... Oh, instead of just asking Julia Albert some questions, we've decided to let her go and... <laughs> just <laughs> fuck right. it. We're going to look yeah, under the bed. It. I'll go back. All right. So we go back to Worthington Estate to look for more clues before you uh, receive another note from Cade Brewer. He must have been watching over Chloe for a while, carefully stalking and waiting to strike. When she ran off with Joseph, he followed them and attacked. Here it is, you say, as you crouch down beside the pit of a mostly eaten white damson fruit. This is where Brewer crouched and watched Chloe. It's easily accessed by the hole in the fence over there. There's good cover and there's fading footprints in the soil from long hours of staying here. You perch yourself in the hiding spot, concealed by the surrounding bushes, staring up at Chloe Worthington's window from the shadows. You take the point of view of Brewer. So where is Brewer keeping the other two girls, Tasha Lively and Chloe Worthington, since we already found his hideout at the Gander Hill Hospital? He must have another hideout, you respond, and I have an idea of where it is. Forest so, on the outskirts of London. So it's the, yeah. it's either another house in the neighbourhood, it's the forest on the outskirts of London, or it's a boat on the Thames. It's obviously a forest. It must be the forest. Can, we, got check the clues. The, can we check the white damson fruit? Okay, yeah. let's check the white damson fruit that he's be, that Brewer was eating. It says, a small rare fruit. Oh. Cade Brewer ate these while watching over Chloe. There are no white damson trees in the Worthington Garden. Right, so it's in the forest. Forest. Okay. Forest. forest on the outskirts of London. Uh, yes, we get a point for deductive reasoning. You begin to explain to Mardler, Cade Brewer is an introvert eager to seclude himself from society. What better place to find isolation than the forest? We found pine needles on his shirt. Yeah. This, this rare white damson fruit pit where he's been stalking and he fed a fresh deadly fibre cap mushroom to Amy Anderson. He's been in contact with the forest a lot lately. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you consult with some local experts of ecology and forestry. I wonder how long that took. Yeah. 
<laughs> acquiring. How, how do you find it? How do you find an expert of ecology back then? Just Natural wiki. History Museum. I, I don't, don't know. know. It must have taken ages. Uh, uh, so anyway, you consult with some local experts of ecology and forestry. I was a- going to say Epping Forest as well when we when he said forest. I was like, oh, Epping Forest. That's yep. where he's at. Uh, acquiring vegetation uh, maps of the Epping Forest. You. The, you cross-reference the data and find a few small patches of forest land that are near deadly fibre caps, white damsons and pine trees. Night begins to set uh, set in over London as you organise policemen into search parties and send them out into the woods towards suspect portions of land. Here we are at Epping Forest. Um, Amber, do you want to keep reading? You grip a dim lantern in your outstretched hand as you, Mardler, and the two other officers, Henderson and Yates, wander through the dense forest. A shimmering glint of light catches your eye as the flame of the lantern passes over it. There's a small gold bracelet on the earthy ground. Oh, it's going to be Chloe. Up ahead, your keen eyes pick up out a small cabin in the woods, dim light glowing from the windows. You motion for the other officers to remain silent as you all approach the rickety hut. You're ten yards away from the shack, remaining in the shadows, when you hear the loud sound of metal jaws wrenching upwards and the sickening noise of crunching bone and flesh. Yates howls in pain and drops to the ground, clutching his wounded leg, trapped in a large bear trap. Your eyes dart between the injured officer and the cabin, and you can make out motion inside. Is this him? Cade Brewer? Mr Burlap himself? You and Mardler run towards the cabin as Henderson tends to the wounded to man. the wounded man. Mardler kicks in the door and pulls out his pistol, only to be stopped cold by a swinging shovel to the nose. Ooh. He collapses to the floor as you step over him, finding yourself face to face with a hulking man wearing a grotesque burlap mask. Still, still don't know what burlap means. but It's like hessian, isn't it? It's like a sort of brown material that they use to make big sacks, you know, for like uh, carrying okay. potatoes or whatever. I, could, I was just thinking of a Hannibal Lecter mask. Like <laughs> brown. Right. You know, the right. leather thing. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, whoa. Oh, Did we want to look at small gold? Uh, Mr. Burlap lunges. Was there, was, there, was there something to look at? No. It was a small gold bracelet. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go we, back up. We don't need to click on it. Well... No, there's nothing. Oh no, there was nothing to click there's on. There's nothing to click on. There was. Michael? No, there, no, there, there wasn't. Isn't. Okay. No. So Just mental. Continue. Uh, Mr. Burlap lunges towards you as you fire your revolver, but the shot merely glances his side as he grabs hold of you and grapples. He knocks the pistol out of your hand far into the dark woods and then pushes you down. He quickly retreats uh. into his cabin. You get a good look at the cabin through, uh, though it's only dimly lit by a few candles on a center table. There are a multitude of animal traps and furs around the room and a long wooden crutch up against the wall. What stands out the most, though, are the hundreds of sinister smiley faces carved into the walls and floor. He's been practising. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you following this, Paul? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No worries. Yeah, uh, it's pretty It's pretty dramatic suddenly. It is. We've been... getting... Go find your gun on Mardler's. Chase Mr. Burlap. Oh. Well, Mardler's just lying on the floor Mard... after his nose got hit. Mardler's been ha- hit in the, f- in the face with a shovel. <laughs> yeah, but he's not gone anywhere. So what are we going to do? Chase I... bur- Burlap or find our gun? I think it would be wise to get the gun. Me too. Just because this guy is a big... He's built like a... And a Mardler's just lying... <laughs> Mardler is just lying at your feet. <laughs> How did you describe him, Paul? He's built like a brick shit house. He's built like a brick shit house. It's yeah. like my dad always said. It, yeah. it, just mean, it just means that he's well built, I guess. He's built. He's massive. He's Hulk. enormous. He's so like, if, even if we do chase him, because 
I guess if we waste time getting the gun, he might run away. But even if we catch up to him without the what gun, the what the fuck are we going to do? do? Yeah, we're going to get us. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, there's not yeah. really much we can do. All right, going to get the gun then. So, uh, you look around in the dark leaves and pine needles for Mardler's gun. It had landed a few feet away beneath some foliage. But even in the low light, you manage to find the pistol, warmed by Mardler's anxious hands. It's <laughs> 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 still warm from his anxious yes. hands. Okay. Turning, I don't think turn- he's anxious anymore. I think he's just hurting. Yeah. <laughs> Turning back to the cabin, you rush inside, gun drawn, but no one's there. There's the small window in the back that's agape open. A cool breeze fluttering in. He's good at escaping through windows and yeah. let, letting the breeze come in, isn't he? And, and an old ladder going upwards into a sort of attic above a large bear pelt. Where did he go? Investigate. Uh, so We can click on the large bear pelt. He's escaped through a window and there's, there's um, an old ladder going up into an attic in the roof of the building above a large bear pelt. Let's have a bear pelt. Skin. Like the skin and fur of a bear. It looks like the bear pelt moved since you last looked into the cabin 15 seconds ago. Did someone walk over it? So either he went uh, through the window, up the ladder, or um, bear pelt. Hold on, there's a small... Okay, let's try... Uh, I think I know what's going on. Trapdoor. There's a trapdoor. Bear pelt. He must be in. There must be a trapdoor under the bear pelt. God, you guys are good. And then find a pistol. You're turning back to the cabin, you rush inside. Gun drawn, but no one's there. There's a small window in the back that's a gate, right? Open. Cool breeze for an, an, an ladder going upwards into a sort of attic above a large. So there's three options: either up the ladder, through the window, or we check out the bear pelt, which must have uh, a trapdoor underneath. It. Oh yeah, yeah. Even if it doesn't. Just the pleasure of clicking bear pelt. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. such a rare opportunity. Yeah, bear pelt. Yes. Rushing it. <laughs> you rush over to the bear pelt <laughs> and toss it aside to reveal the hidden trapdoor. How? Mr. Burlap has an injured leg, judging by the crutch and painkillers, so there's no way he jumped out of the window or climbed up the ladder that fast. Oh, yeah. You throw open the trapdoor and jump down into the earthy basement level of the cabin. There's a small lantern in the centre uh, of the 24 by 20 foot room uh, and you see a young girl Tasha Lively tied and gagged standing on a chair uh, with a rope tied around her neck in a noose oh my goodness this is horrific it's really <laughs> horrific stuff she trembles as warm tears drip from her eyes well, oh how my. do they know they're warm all tears are warm is he touching them well, we don't, All right, anyway, how long has she been standing like that? Standing to stay alive. In front of her, there's a table with a large jug of moonshine, kind of, kind of alcohol, mm. and a long knife. This fiend sits and watches as his victims suffer. Oh, my God, he's a sadist. He likes to watch his, his victims as they suffer. Opposite to Tasha, you see a door. This was Mr. Burlap's only route of escape. The door is locked and barred from the other side. But with a few strategic shots from your revolver, you weaken the barricade enough so that you can burst through it by launching the table at it. The tunnel is dark and ominous. Oh no, look! 
So either we can look up or we look down. Something's happened. Can we release poor old Tasha? <laughs> yes. I mean, I know, oh. I know we're keen to get burlap, but I mean, we have just like gone, fucking hell, that looks awful. Right, on with the quest. Oh, sorry, Tasha, you're uh, still... Uh, three officers down and a girl tied up by the noose and we're just after sh- our... Sh- she's tied up. She's standing on a chair. She's got a noose around her neck. So yeah, we need to save her. Otherwise, we if, need she, to look up, right? if she, okay. if she falls, if she falls off the chair, she's dead. I think that's what's. But happened. we've just gone through the this door into a what is it into a. Uh, Have we gone through the door? Well, we've just you weaken the barricade well, so that so the that tunnel you, is yeah. Oh, we've so gone that through you burst and through it by tunnel. launching a table. Right, the tunnel is dark and ominous. So we've managed to open the door and we're now looking into the tunnel. We're in the tunnel. We're in the tunnel, okay. And then, oh no, so we can look up or look down because something's just happened. What, up oh, or down? It, so is it like a tunnel, like a well? So we're like this and there's a big a tunnel, tunnel. going directly down. No, I think it's probably a tunnel gradually going down. I don't know. It's probably a tunnel going into the ground or something. Yeah. Tunnel, what do tunnels normally do? Well, that's what I was thinking, but the idea of looking up. Maybe there's... there's not much place to look up if it's a tunnel going long. I just uh, thought maybe you opened and there was a sort of... I would imagine I that you would look into the tunnel, not look down or up. Yes, but anyway, too. something's just happened and we can look up or down. Which one do you want to do? Paul? Okay, no. up. We're looking up. Oh, up. for fuck's Damn sake. It. Damn it. It was wrong. Your, your deductive reasoning fail. Your head brushes through a dangling spider web and you look up, but fail to see the bear trap Hidden beneath. Oh no! Oh no! Oh shit! You fail to see the bear trap hidden beneath leaves and small sticks on the dark, earthy ground. The jaws snap upwards, and your quick reflexes barely manage to save you. Metal fangs slashing at your leg as you pull away from the trap. Blood trickles down your leg, and you wince in pain. Your skin peeled off effortlessly by the trap. Mm. You're about to continue trekking through the perilous hall. What about Trisha? I know. She's coming, she's coming. When you hear an exasperated cry for help from the main basement room, you look back to see Tasha uh, slipping from her unbalanced perch atop the chair. If she slips, the noose will tighten around her neck, which will... (coughs) Bless you, which will kill her instantly or cause her to die of suffocation. Oh Jesus! What are we going to do? Go back and save Tasha, or follow the tunnel to pursue Mr. Burlap? Well, Tasha, it's all- you lunatic! Well, you should have saved her in the first place. Then maybe we've maybe. got to save Tasha. Okay, hold on. No, I'm <laughs> no, doing, there's no, no logic. I'm doing it. I'm doing no. it. Yes, it's oh. the yes, right it thing. was the yes. right thing. You can't go on. Besides, he's well gone. Maybe it was taking one for the team because then maybe we could take one for the. Team, you can't just let someone strangle to death. Well, because then we've still got two girls. Maybe it was just like you one, mean, let that's one, not how it we, works. We, we messed up by looking up, right? If we looked down, we'd have probably found him. In, this game would be over after four hours of playing it now. But um, <laughs> one and a half hours. No, um, if we'd not right. had our legs smashed, we'd have run away and Tasha would die. So yeah, it's probably. just as the well. Fact, the fact is, we've done the right thing. We've saved yeah. Tasha. Okay, so we've now got two girls saved, and the third one we might be able to catch. Okay. So, um, okay, I'm just going to read through it. So you can't just let this defenseless 14 year old girl suffocate while you chase a psychopath into the woods at night, Paul. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you sprint over to Tasha and grab hold of her legs as she falls from the chair. You support her weight, keeping her elevated above suffocation. The trapdoor swings open and Henderson climbs down into the basement. You point down to the discarded knife, and he rushes over to grab it. He reaches up and cuts Tasha's rope, allowing you to lower her to safety. Mr. Burlap is long gone, out into the forest that he knows so well. 
Pursuing him would be fruitless. Where's Chloe? asks Henderson. You have no answer. She's gone, murmurs. T- uh, she's gone. She's gone, murmurs Tasha through sobs. He took. <laughs> she one of the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> he took her away. <laughs> this is because she's obviously had a rope around her neck. It's it's sad. Um, he said uh, she would complete the cycle. What cycle? Dun 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 dun. Let's continue, Amber. Um, it's 11.18 at night as you ponder in Mr. Burlap's cabin. You rifle through his belongings but find little evidence that points to where Chloe is being held. There are journals that he's kept of his life as an assistant at the Gander Hill Hospital. The writing seems fairly normal until about six months ago. Then it becomes more of the scribbling, the scribblings of a madman. Henderson is tending to the injured as you focus your mind on the cycle that Mr. Burlap is so eager to complete. What connects the assault of the three girls? Is it the location of the girls, the method used to kill the girl, the timing of the attack on the girl? All right, so wait a minute. So we managed to save the girl, right? Mm-hmm. And we saved two. All right, yeah. so it's definitely, not, it's, it's definitely not the method used to kill the girl. Well, yes, it is a bit... Because it's all ropes, it's all be long. Because the one girl, the tide came in. The other girl, she was balanced on the on the thing, so she would have died when she fell asleep or the, not fell off the yeah, chair. That's true. The other one, it was the tide, mushrooms. and the other one with the mushrooms. You know, if they'd have got there in time. So there's something similar there. Location maybe less. Because where was the first one? She was at the hospital. Second one was in the river. Third one was in the cabin. I don't really see uh, uh, any link there. Isn't the method to kill the girl? They all involve some element of time, because the mushrooms are are uh, like you know the time it takes for you to eat them and then they kill you. The poison, uh, the 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 girl would be drowned. Mm-hmm. So it's poisoned, drowned, hanged. Mm. Isn't that something to do with it? The method. Yeah. Well, would you say, but then it's not very clear the method used to kill the girl or the, the timing, timing of the, of the attack. attack on the girl. It means it was what three girls in six weeks, or so the timing. I mean, the timing in terms of what you were just saying now, just the, oh, the, the, the timing is important, right? But I think that's more the method. Hmm, I would go with method, that's my instinct. Method, well, it seems I think to be we agree th- that it's method, but it's just the way that it's phrased leaves yeah. it leaves it a slightly ambiguous. And what's because the, the the timing of the attack on the girl to me sounds like the initial kidnapping. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, okay. I don't think there's much attention being paid to the timing. I don't mm. see much evidence. Let's go with method. What's this thing that that Tasha says though? That he took her away. He said she would complete the cycle. What's this cycle? Well, that this is the question. Right. The cy- what's the thing that connects the three girls? Oh, the, the assaults on the, the three girls. I thought it was four time. girls. Well, the, the mushroom, the water, the hanging. The hanging. And, and now who, we've got Chloe. And now we've got the connecting. She's going to get burnt. You reckon? Oh, that would be grim, wouldn't it? Something like that. Um, mm. Okay, so we think it's the method. Let's go for that. We don't have yeah. much time. Yes, we're right. Uh, and it's very clever. And if there is a theme, what's the theme of this? Mm. The theme of the, the method used to kill the girl. Nature, religion, technology, or increasing violence? Well, well I mean nature. Nature a little bit, because you had the mushroom, then you had... She's in nature, and then the, the tide. The, the hanging isn't really... No, but it's in the woods, so it kind of is... So the mushroom first, the, 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 the rising tide uh, killing the second girl although we saved her mm. and the third one uh, being just strength, being hanged to death 
in the middle of the forest. Mm. <sighs> feels like nature-ish. It feels a bit nature-y. I, I mean, I don't know anything about religion. Yeah, there doesn't seem much technology. Not, there's no technology. It's not religion because there's no mushrooms in religion. They're all quite violent. Increasing, increasing violence. violence, maybe. Because the mushrooms is kind of like, oh, just eat those and die. Mm-hmm. The other one's like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to tie you up. And but she gonna... was tied up and then maybe forced to eat those mushrooms. Right. They were all tied up. They were all pretty violent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's it, do uh, nature. nature. Yes. Pal. Do you want to? Everything this? becomes clear to you. You turn to the others, thoughts racing. Each murder has been part of a pattern, you say. First, Amy Anson was poisoned with deadly fiber cap. Then, Julia Alberts was targeted with a delayed drowning. Then, Tasha Lively was suffocated. I don't, I don't get it, mutters Mardler, rubbing his uh, dizzied skull and trying to fight a powerful headache. It's all part of a cycle. The mushroom is earth, the drowning is water. Paul, you're right. And the suffocation is air earth, water, and air. All that's left is for Mr. Burlap to attack with fire. He's told Tasha that Chloe's already in position to complete the cycle. So where is she? Remote control far, says Moldler. You think he's going to use a bomb? I doubt it, you respond. He's too primitive for that. He's just been using rope and mushrooms for his past crimes. Aside from the chloroform, <laughs> chloroform, I'm thinking he went back to his old job, the mortuary. He could drug Chloe and throw her in a coffin and then wait for someone to put her through the incinerator to be cremated. Ultimate, Ultimate fire. <laughs> Ultimate fire. Ultimate Sorry, fire. I, I like remote control fire. In Victorian times. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Remote controlled fire. All right, let's go. Ultimate fire. Ultimate fire. It's getting exciting. Go, go, go. Continue. Victor- Victoria Detective 2, colon, ultimate fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. whoa, 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 whoa. It's, things have changed. There's a twist in the story. Why is it all gone? Oh, because my God. It, it says you're now playing as Cade Brewer. So we aren't Cade Brewer. Well, it's a we, spelling We've mistake. become okay. Cade Brewer. We are now Cade Brewer, the evil bad guy. And it says, you stumble through the forest, breathing heavily, your leg throbbing. It burns white hot. Should have taken another opiox. The cycle is almost complete. Earth, water, wind and fire. Isn't, weren't they a group from the 70s? Yeah. Earth, wind and fire were. But there's oh, no water yeah, in it. Yeah. <laughs> the cycle is almost complete. Earth, water, wind and fire. You're just bringing balance to the world. It's not that you want to hurt people. In fact, it's a relief when the police save them. But it's just something you have to do. Then comes that relentless voice in the back of your head. Oh, dear. Oh, it's pretty grim. Mr. Detective is going to figure it out. He's going to save the girl. We need to get him. No, ki- no, kidnapping those girls is all right because it's all part of the plan. You begin justifying your actions to yourself. Killing Mr. Detective isn't all right. He's not part of the cycle. He's trying to stop the cycle. This is your inner voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Your inner conflict grows. Surely Mr. Burlap is right. If you don't stop Mr. Detective, he'll destroy the cycle. The cycle is necessary. The inside the mind of a madman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Though sometimes you disagree with Mr. Burlap, uh, how necessary is the cycle really? Is it worth kidnapping young girls? No. No, it's really not. Hello, what's going on here? It's all a bit weird. Uh, 
The Gander Hill Hospital... About six months ago. About six months ago. The Gander Hill Hospital is officially closing down in a few days, says Jane, while running a hand through her flowering blonde hair. Okay, so we're... Flowing. We've, we've now gone back in time. We've now gone back in time to the Gander Hill Hospital. Right, this is like a... It's like suddenly we jump into the head of a madman, now we're jumping back in time to six months ago. Whoa. The Gander Hill... It's like in, Inception. Yeah. <laughs> But with a, Victorian mu- with a much lower budget. Uh, mm-hmm. Inception. The Ga- Ultimate fire. The Gander Hill Hospital <laughs> is officially closing down in a few days, says, says Jane, while running her hand through her flowing blonde hair. She always loved that hair, so shiny and golden, shimmering in the light. I just wanted to thank you for all your help over the past weeks, Cade. You pop an opiox pill into your mouth. That leg injury you'd gotten from being hit by a speeding carriage was still very painful, but Jane had been kind enough to write you a prescription to ease the agony. She even drew a cute little smiley face on the bottle. There we go. Of course, Jane. No problem. The warmth of the opiox was already kicking into action. Your body began drifting into painlessness. But it also made you angry sometimes. It gave you angry thoughts. Mean, venomous, horrible thoughts. But you hadn't acted on those thoughts until that night. That night when you followed Jane home from the hospital. You didn't want her to die, but she had to die. And it felt so right when her warm, flowing blood stained your hands as you repeatedly brought your scalpel down on her. Oh, my God, it's violent, isn't it? It is. Uh, I'm a bit Sw- worried about this Peter... Peter Carlson. Uh, yeah, I think we mm. might have to put him on, a, on the... On the Oh, I'm sure he's fine. It's, no, it's, it's a piece of uh, <laughs> horror writing, isn't it? Swing after swing, the screams of a fading human life became the squelching of a lacerated corpse. What? <laughs> uh, squelch, <laughs> squelch, squelch, squelch. And you didn't want to kill her, that's for sure. You liked Jane the most of anyone, but with the hospital dying, she had to die too. Uh, it was just something that couldn't be avoided in life. Like when your mum tells you to eat your vegetables and get your sleep. <laughs> you don't know why, but you have to do it. What should we do? Should we keep stabbing her or that's enough? I think that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. You find it easier to commit atrocities while hiding your face. You reach down and grab a burlap, burlap sack, cut some eye holes and throw it on. Ah, oh, much better. Back to the present. Jesus. Oh, some horrific flashback. Horrible flashback. Back to the present then, Paul. Sometimes you black out, you can't remember the details about your life, or you just lose consciousness and can't remember any of your actions at all. Like a wild animal, you act on instincts alone. That's when Mr. Burlap takes control. Like now, for instance. (laughs) You don't know how you attained a makeshift arson kit, complete with acetone rags and matches. But there it is, in your hands. And now you don't know how you got to the walker mortuary, but there it is, in front of you. What's an arson kit? Uh... Uh, a thing to make fire with. Arson is like when you burn something, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is also the name of somebody, but arson like Wenger. Arson yeah, that's right. And Arson, the other comedian. Do you reckon Arson Wenger has ever committed arson? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> no, just say no. You haven't. Can, just continue the conversation. You, you can hear. You can hear people inside moving about. Mister Burlap was right. That's Mr. Detective in there, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's stopping the cycle. He's saving the girl, isn't it? Do we really have to do this? Do we really have to kill them too? Yeah, Cade. Yes, we do, Blad. So, yes, Cade. This this is Mr. Burlap speaking, right? <laughs> this is how Mr. Burlap speaks. I think oh, that so. is how Mr. Burlap Proper speaks. Proper East London gangster. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. 
So you're now playing as Mr. Detective again, right, Amber. We're back. Amber. Okay. Uh, Walker Mortuary. She's drugged, but she'll live, you say, as you pull Chloe Worthington's limp body out of the coffin. Whoa, whoa, yeah, we whoa. Saved her. We saved how her. did we get how did we figure out that she was at the mortuary? Because we said before, right? We if the we go, fire. Uh, if okay, we go back, yeah. uh, we worked it out. We worked it out. We worked it out. We worked it out. Mm. But we're still not out of the woods because right, he's outside. Uh, looks like Mr. Burlap brought her back here and forged the ledger. Miss, miss, sorry. Yeah. When you say we're still not out of the woods, you don't mean literally. You mean, <laughs> you mean it as a figure of speech, right? I mean it figuratively. Because we were in the woods. We were literally in the woods. We were literally English. We were literally, no, it's just for clarity. Like we yes. literally were in the woods a, a, a moment true. ago, but we're now in front of Walker Mortuary. Mm. But so we're we not, are out of the woods. What is, what is, we're what not is out it? of the metaphorical woods, which means we're not safe. Okay. There's still troubles ahead. Okay, because he's outside lurking. Exactly. Uh, looks like Mr. Burlap brought her back here and forged the ledger so her body would be cremated in the morning. They would have unknowingly burned an innocent girl alive. <sighs> the sharp odour of acetone hits your nose, along with the smell of smoke and a <laughs> subtle warmth. Their loud noise of grounding, grinding, grinding mechanisms sounds by the door. You rush over to it and try to push it open, but it won't budge. So what, he's burning the mortuary down from outside? Maybe. He's trapped us inside. Uh, Sorry, Mr. Detective, Mr. Burlap shouts from beyond the door. I've decided you can't live any longer. Mr. Burlap speaks like this, fam. Sorry, Mr. Detective. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've decided you can't live... For some reason, now he's speaking perfect English. Go on, which you carry really on with... Decided with you can't live any longer. No, Mr. Burlap speaks good English, but it's... It's, it's his inner. It's Cade Brewer who speaks like a really Is stupid idiot. Bad. Okay. But, but no, no. Uh, if Mr. Burlap, we've established, speaks like this, yeah? So we've got to keep it yeah, going, right? Keep it like that, yeah. I've decided um, you can't live any longer, yeah? There are four of you in the small incinerator room. Mardler, Henderson, Chloe and yourself. The room is getting warmer and there are no obvious exits. Henderson throws himself against the door in desperation. Let us out! Uh, He's a cockney. Goodbye, friends, you hear from the other side of the door, along with the lumbering steps of the madman leaving. Wait, you shout. I know what's wrong with you. I can help you. It's the... It's the opiox or it's the burlap mask. What? So the the, fuck? it seems that we've worked out what's wrong what's with... What's causing his what's wrong schizophrenia. With, yeah, what's wrong with Cade Brewer. We've worked out he's mentally unstable and he's getting voices. Maybe it's the opiox painkillers that are causing him to become unhinged mentally. Or it's the burlap mask. No, the mask happened afterwards. Remember? He was already we were, slashing he was already her, her to death. Right. I mean, he did put on the mask and it made him feel better. But he was mental before the mask. But he was clearly fucking... Yeah, because he, he, he decided to start killing her at the hospital once he took the medication. He took the medication and he was like, she must die. There's no other... Like, immediately? Almost, yeah. yeah so it's the opiox. And be. was actually slashing her with a scalpel. Right. For a while. God, that took effect quickly, didn't it? That opiox. Yeah. It's amazing they actually give that, they used to give that stuff out. All right. Anyway, opiox... Yes, we're right. The sound of Mr. Burlap's steps stop. Stops. The sound of Mr. Burlap's steps stops. <laughs> so he was walking and then he stopped. Listen, you yell through the door. You have an illness. You're having a reaction to your medication. Opiox. It's just an experimental drug, never fully tested. And it's tearing your mind apart. Six months ago, when the hospital closed and you got your prescription, you started hearing Mr. Burlap. Am I right? 
I've seen your journals and I've seen your prescription bottle. This all started six months ago with a smiley face on the bottle that you've obsessed over ever since. You have Cade Brewer's attention. You can hear him wandering over to the door. The temperature in the room is rising fast. You continue talking. You're suffering from violent, obsessive, compulsive disorder. Uh, I get it. I like patterns too. But you're taking this too far, Cade. That's your name, isn't it, Cade Brewer? You aren't Mr. Burlap. There's no such thing as Mr. Burlap. Please shut up. Please shut up, Mr. Mr. Detective. You hear from the other side of the door. Smoke begins billowing into the room. The cycle must be completed. I'm sorry, but there's nothing I can do about it. You'll only have his attention for a moment. What are we going to do? Shoot him through the door or pretend to shoot Chloe? If you shoot him through the door, you're not going to get out. Good point. So let's pretend Mm. to shoot Chloe. Okay. Yeah. All right, then. Fine. Yes, correct. Correct choice. Bang! You fire a shot into the floor, much to the surprise of Mardlet and Henderson. I just shot Chloe Worthington, Cade. You say, I shot her in the head, blew her brains out. She's dead now, which means she'll never die by your fire. She never even saw your fire. The cycle is broken. There's a tense pause, sweat forming on your brow as flames begin licking their way into the room. An eternal silence. You're bluffing, says Cade Brewer. (laughs) You wouldn't shoot a little girl, blood? Uh... Maybe I am bluffing, you say, but maybe I'm not. Are you willing to risk that? Are you willing to live the rest of your life without knowing if the cycle was properly completed? How will you live with the uncertainty? Personally, it would drive me crazy. You never had the satisfying, cathartic moment. Uh, he's, he's able to make these phrases while he's burning alive, he's basically. A, he's a very articulate man. You've never it really had is. the satisfying, cathartic moment where you're absolutely sure that the cycle is completed. More silence. So he's managing to produce this incredible, art, incredibly articulate argument while standing in a burning building. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And okay. All right. Let's continue. The door to the incinerator room bursts open, and Mister Burlap steps through, a large burlap sack over his face and a hatchet in hand. He's breathing heavily, smoke pouring in from behind him, and fire <laughs> enveloping the hallway. Show me her body, he shouts. Show me her corpse. So what are we going to do? Shoot him or say, I want to help you, Cade. Shoot the fucker. (laughs) I I think right now we've got to shoot him. If we say I want to help him, he'll come and be like, yeah, blad, but she ain't dead, is she? Even even if we could help him, I don't want to. I think we just need to boss a cap in his ass. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay, let's shoot him. Bang. There's no room for men like him in the world. Mr. Burlap slumps to the floor, coughing up mouthfuls of warm blood, choking on his own (laughs) life. You carry Chloe in your arms as you charge out of the deteriorating building, smoke burning in your eyes and fire licking at your feet. Outside, you gasp for the sweet, smoggy air of industrial London and collapse to the ground. The mortuary falls apart, completely consumed by the conflagration. conflagration fire. (laughs) <laughs> is, is that a word that doesn't sound like a word to me you know what I'm, I'm going to just google it because that sounds conflagration an extensive fire which destroys a great deal of land or property it is why a word should, I take it back in black I, I, I changed my web browser to black and white because it's easier on my eyes ah. oh. um, so it, conflagration means a big fire basically okay a blazing beacon of hot cleansing <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, that sounds like something you'll get at a day spa. Right. Uh, mm. You've come in for your treatment today, Mr. Taylor. Uh, I suggest a blazing beacon of hot cleansing. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, it burns a bit. Yes, it's supposed to. It's a blazing beacon of <laughs> hot cleansing, of this, course. This, this is the conflagration treatment that you ordered. Uh, Chloe Worthington opens her eyes and blinks, coughing and massaging her temples. <laughs> She's alive. You breathe out a long sigh of relief. Should we breathe out a long sigh of relief? <sighs> The end. So we did it. Eighty-seven point five percent total we... deductive reasoning score. Eighty-four point two percent. Not bad. You've completed Victorian detective pathological. What was it called? Ultimate fire. Ultimate, Ultimate fire. fire. How efficient were you in solving the mystery? Were you a bumbling sidekick or a deductionist? How many of the girls did you save? Post your scores and review. We only saved three. Yeah, we let one die because we went to the wrong place, innit? We let one of them die. But generally speaking, how do you think we did as as detectives? I thought we did all right. I thought we were okay, yeah. Yeah. Apart from that one, uh, chapter three, what did we get wrong in chapter three? We did two things. We got the the link and we got the... Oh, we looked down. We looked down and we looked in the cemetery instead of the hospital. That's right. We got got hit with one of those things. That was the two things. I tell you what. I'd love to get some of that opiox. Sounds brilliant. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Luke will go on a rampage, start killing 14-year-old blonde girls oh God, in no. France. No, no. It, you know, I'm sure it doesn't affect everyone like that. I lo- what I find disturbing about this story is there were moments where you thought it could have it descended into a different world. Like, um, should we carry on stabbing? Yes, <laughs> let's keep on stabbing. Yeah, cu- and then I'm, like you I'm kind totally of go down go like and- a different route and it's just like, right, you stab and then you become him and you're like, right, who else can we kill? And then I thought maybe we we're going to have to be the evil guy and we were going to have to try and kill more people. And that's not, not I didn't no, want to do that. No, it's not really nice, is it that? No. But some people probably would like that. I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to go back through this and click different answers. Yeah. Just to see what happens. Okay. And to, well, click the answers, the right ones for a start. See where the right one takes us to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, by going to the hospital first and see if we can, if we can save what's a face. Right. Mm. See if we can uh, save all four Amy of them. Amy Anderson or whatever. Amy Adams. Um, <laughs> I think so, yeah, it was good. It was fun. That was okay. a good game. All right. Thanks, yeah. Peter. Thank you. Peter. Thank you, Peter Carlson, for writing that. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was. I enjoyed myself. I wonder if our listeners are still alive. Probably not, no. Still, what? still conscious. What I, uh, yeah. we, should, we should make one of these, but in Paris. I think if anything, this is easier to follow than most of your podcasts because there's <laughs> an actual text that they can read along with. It's true, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the the nonsense we like go on about normally. Know, yeah. Accordions for legs and. Uh, yeah, I, oh, I was. I told someone about that accordions for legs. Accordions one of the kids in my legs. class that was rather, crying because yeah. he stubbed his toe, and so I said, "Oh, let's chop off your toe." And then the other <laughs> teacher, <laughs> the other teacher, the other teacher, like, "Let's chop off. We'll have to chop off the whole foot." And I said, "Well." have to chop off both feet to make it equal and then i said maybe we can replace your feet with accordions and that made him laugh oh he liked that did he and then we were saying well then you wouldn't be able to play hide and seek because we'd all hear you coming Mm because you've got accordion for feet but you wouldn't care if you couldn't play hide and seek because you'd have accordions (laughs) for legs you'd just be like (laughs) anyway um but no i think it's easy to follow in because you've got this lovely text so they can follow along with us right yeah yeah yeah. and pause you know so they can make their own deductions exactly so before we've made our choice you know if they do it in a group mm-hmm. maybe in a in a an well, cause that's the thing. if you're listening along to this you kind of have to choose the same stuff as we do because yeah. if you don't choose the same stuff as we do um i mean it's too late to tell you this now because you've already done it but <laughs> they will have because uh, if they click the right one <laughs> um 
then they're not going to follow the same story as we are. So then they'll get lost and they'll be like, oh, sorry, I can't do this. And then I'll have to reload the page and start again. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. They just have to follow. They have to follow what we're doing. There's a number of ways they can do it. One is they just listen. They just listen. You might have to, you might have to do this in the intro of the the, the episode to say, Hey, you can choose your own way, but be, because otherwise they'll completely go off the podcast and it won't make any sense. Oh yeah, of course. No, I, I hope that they'll understand that. Yeah. But while they can either just listen and desperately try and understand what's going on without reading the text yeah. because they'll be on the bus or whatever. Yeah. Mm. You know, they'll be like traveling on the bus That's or true. flying a jumbo jet or whatever it is true. they do when they listen to this. Um, and uh, so they <laughs> if just... you are a pilot of an airplane that flies a jumbo jet and you listen to Luke's English podcast while flying, uh, while flying take a photo. I want to see it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. This is your captain speaking. Uh, what is it called? Traffic control? Air control? Air traffic, Air traffic control. control. Air traffic control. Uh, can you read me? Oh, what are they going to choose? Oh, should they yeah. keep slashing? <laughs> Air traffic, come in, please. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think it's going to be dangerous. <laughs> yes, it could be. So anyway, they could just listen and follow the story or they can listen and go to the, the website and click the link and, and follow the story with the text. How do they find that website? It, well, it's my... It's, text- it's on... It's futureluke.co.uk. That's right. Find the page for this episode. They should just join the mailing list. That's the easiest way to All get right the, then. the link. Uh, but anyway, they'd find the page for this episode on my website and then mm. click the link to get to textadventures.co.uk. Mm. And then they can follow Victorian Detective 2. And they can read the text and follow it with us while listening. Mm-hmm. And they'd have to choose all the same uh, choices as they go. Yeah. But then what they could do afterwards is do the story again and make their own choices. It's probably even better just to listen to it without going on the website first. Yeah. Listening to the story and just, how we just play try it. and listen to the story yeah. and then um, yeah and then <laughs> and then read it and listen at the same time and then read it on. It's your like own. we're making our own detective story for the instructions of how to follow <laughs> the detective story. <laughs> All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. Oh, Mr. Burlap right, is dead. Thanks for taking part, you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank uh, you. Um, uh, you got anything exciting to do now? I have something exciting to do. I have to go and pick up a birthday boy. Oh, yeah. It's Happy birthday to Hugo. The, yeah. The dinosaur obsessed Hugo is three today. Is three years old today. Yes, 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 yes. He does like Uno a dinosaur. Tres catorce. What's the yeah. plan then today? Uh, I've made. I baked some cakes this morning. Yeah. And uh, so we're gonna. I'm gonna go get him. We're gonna have a go in the park, and we're gonna come home. And uh, my sister's coming over, and we're just gonna have a little party. And then on the weekend, he's got some friends coming over. Yeah, yeah. For a little party like a dinosaur party dinosaur party yeah. definitely okay right. three years old already eh? i know i remember when you were on this podcast when you were pregnant and you were talking about it that was Mental, my first it? podcast That's crazy yeah. Uh, yeah i'm gonna do a little instagram thing uh just on luke's uh, english podcast over here for uh podcast times that's uh how we roll over here that's how we roll. Uh, hello hello afternoon podcasting with uh luke and amber at luke's oh. english podcast um, and what about you, Paul? What are you doing after this? Um, nothing too exciting. Except? Uh, <laughs> except, uh, except the fact that I have um, uh, a show to do this, uh, this, this evening uh, at the uh, theatre called the Grand Rex, the, the Big Rex, the Grand Rex, and it's uh, 2,800 seatings. 
2,800? Yeah. Are there, will there be 2,800 people in the audience? Uh, I think there might be less than that, but the, it's, uh, there might be 2,000. I don't know. I don't know the figures of... You're the... about to perform in front of about 2,000 people. Yeah, I'm doing a, a, a French man's opening. So I'm opening for him. I'm doing 20 minutes. Are you doing 20 minutes in French? Are you doing... In French. Franglais, okay. Yeah, 20 minutes in French. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, excited. I'm tired. I didn't sleep much last oh, night, so I'm, yeah. I'm not in the best form. But you, uh, you just... You just uh, saved three girls in Victorian London. You must be exhausted. <laughs> what are you going to talk about? Um, I'm going to do like 20 minutes of my show, basically, but the French stuff, because uh, my show's half and half. So I'm just going to do the French stuff mainly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hopefully it'll go well. Jeez. Yeah, it's going to be brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, I'm how's doing it, it tomorrow again and then Friday and Saturday as well. How's it, how's uh, it all going generally? Yeah, it's all going good. Yeah. It's all going Are you uh, getting recognised and stuff more and more? People, yeah, people come up to me and like, oh, are you the guy uh, from Luke's English Podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I am actually. It's, uh, uh, it's crazy that you uh, recognise me. Yeah, people come up to me and they're like, oh, are you the guy that does the thing? I'm like, yeah, maybe. If you like the thing, then yeah. If you don't like the thing, then it's not me. Right, right. And they right. always go, no, I love it. It's great, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, cool. Awesome. So yeah, it's fun. It's uh, it's going well. It's going well. Uh, it's stressful now. I'm more stressed out than I was a year ago. Mm. Uh, and uh, But I guess it's good. I'm busier. Uh, more stressed out. Uh, I sleep less. Mm-hmm. But it's all good. It's all fun. Do you remember, I don't know, I can't remember when it was, I guess September of a couple of years ago or a year ago? Two years ago, I think, when you came back from Edinburgh. Yeah. And it was that? terrible. Mm. Edinburgh was an awful experience. Did you listen to that? His Edinburgh experience? Yeah. But Edinburgh is pretty savage, to be fair. And I mean, yeah. I'm not surprised. I thought it was pretty brave that you went. I mean, and, it's, and it was cool, but we, we knew in advance that it was going to be a shocker, mm. didn't we? Yeah, we did. But, we knew, uh, we, we it knew was, that it, his, it, was, it was going to be difficult performing in Edinburgh with that particular show because yeah. it was the first time you'd all done Wasn't it. Wasn't it a gang of loons who yeah, went it was up a there? Gang I mean, it was a gang of mentals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly Come what it was. Come on. No, because I've got a number of friends that have taken shows up to Edinburgh and it is always a... And you just think, one, why? Just on your own is What are you doing? And it's often a gang of lunatics because they've just got no fear. Right. Yeah, well, Edinburgh Festival it's is no... the burlap caps, which just... It just exactly, all that opiox that you, uh, that you took with you. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I am. Okay, then. Well, cool. Okay, then. Well, uh, I better let you go and pick up Hugo and get you, let you get ready for your 2,800 uh, show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, um, well, I was going to say, because uh, this isn't live, it doesn't matter. Forget it. I was going to be like, oh, yeah, follow me on Instagram and uh, you'll see the show tonight. But you won't because uh, by the time you listen to this, it will be gone off, off of Instagram. We should still mm. follow you on Instagram, though. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, yeah. And I, I might have a nice photo of the room tonight. Uh, but I'm trying this new live stories thing on Instagram. You you just you just uh, took a few pictures on Instagram, or was that a video? It was a video, uh, and then it's like a story. It's like Snapchat, but on Instagram. Okay. And so you just show people what you're doing during the day. It's kind of weird, and then it just stays on there for 24 hours, and then it leaves, and you never see it again. Oh, that's good. All right then. Well, anyway, how do we find you on Instagram? Anyway, uh, you uh, you can go uh, to you can either just type Paul Taylor Comedy, or you can my app thing is at PT Comedy. Right, okay. At PT Comedy, which is the same as my Twitter thing. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll all find you on Instagram. And uh, Are you on something? Uh, no, not really. No. no. Well, I, uh, the What the fuck is on Instagram? Excuse me? The You know the show that I do on Friday? <laughs> what which the fuck, is, it's Paris? It's got a similar name to Ball's What the Fuck France, but was there before. Right. But it's What the Fuck Paris. I've got an Instagram for that. Okay. And then I don't use social media. Too old. 
Okay. All right, then. All right, then. Well, good. Uh, enjoy whatever it is that you're doing and uh, come back on my podcast at some point and we'll do something else stupid. Yeah. Like yeah. it. All right, all right, then. Bye, Lepsters. Bye. Bye, bye. Okay, then. So, there you are. That is the end of Victorian Detective 2. And I really hope that you enjoyed it because we had a lot of fun doing it. And... Um, let me just give you a recap of the story just to make sure you got it, all right? So, from the beginning of part two, uh, here is the story in a nutshell, just to make sure that you understand it. I'm doing this because I think there might be some people out there who sort of didn't quite get it, and they might expreciate, uh, they might expreciate, expreciate isn't a word, don't learn that one. Uh, they might appreciate uh, having it sort of simplified a little bit. I do, when I watch for example, some sort of detective movie, I d- often I don't understand what's going on. I, l- I really enjoy it, but I don't always understand what's happened. So I quite like having it kind of broken down to me. Anyway, you might appreciate a summary. So here we go. Here it is explained. So after making a mistake and searching the cemetery for Chloe Worthington, we, we went to the hospital to track down Mr. Burlap, the kidnapper, who we suspected was Cade Brewer, the weird big guy from the mortuary. There we find the body of one of the other girls, Amy Anderson. But unfortunately and tragically, it was too late. We'd wasted too much time at the cemetery and the girl had already died from ingesting poisonous mushrooms. So this Mr. Burlap fed her mushrooms, force-fed her mushrooms, and she died from mushroom poisoning. It's a tragedy. Next to Amy's body, we, find a, we found a smiley face, the kidnapper's calling card, and also a scratched note from Mr. Burlap indicating that another one of the girls was being held somewhere else uh, and that we had a limited amount of time to find her. Uh, we then deduced that she was being kept near the River Thames. Um, We went there and discovered another one of the missing girls tied up next to the water. Mr. Burlap's plan was that because the Thames is tidal, because of the tides, the tide would eventually come in and the water level would rise, drowning the girl. Thankfully, we managed to rescue her in time. Uh, And then we suspected, at that moment, we suspected the Italian uncle of the paperboy from part one of the story to be the killer. Why? Because Mr. Burlap, in his note, he wrote the words, good luck, written in Italian at the end of the note. So we thought, Italian? It must be Joseph's uncle. Closer inspection, though, of Chloe Worthington's house. So we went back to Chloe Worthington's house and inspected it a bit more. Closer inspection revealed that it wasn't the Italian uncle, and in fact, uh, it was Cade Brewer, Cade Brewer had been spying on Chloe and Joseph, uh, and that's how he knew about the Italian phrase, which uh, was written in the book. And that's how he knew that phrase, and that's why he wrote it in the note as a distraction. Okay, Uh, We then worked out that Cade Brewer, and we were right about him, uh, because we worked out that Cade Brewer uh, must be Mr. Burlap, Um, and that he was probably hiding in a forest just outside London, Epping Forest, to be exact. Uh, We went there to investigate and eventually found a small wooden house where we came face to face with Cade Brewer himself. There was a bit of a fight at the entrance to the wooden house. Mardler got hit in the face with a shovel. We dropped our gun and Cade Brewer escaped. 
We then picked up Mardler's gun and investigated the house, which was sort of a horrible, bizarre place full of bear pelts, you know, the skin and fur of bears, bear traps, these metal traps with sharp teeth, bear traps on the floor, and loads of carved smiley faces all over the walls. Clearly, Cade Brewer was Mr. Burlap the kidnapper, and he'd been practicing his smiley faces by scratching them everywhere in his house, like the way you practice your signature when you're young, you know, when you're sort of learning to have an adult signature, you practice it everywhere. Clearly, this is what Cade uh, Brewer had been doing with this smiley face. So we were right, we expected that. Um... And um, we decided to chase after Brewer by going down a trap door in the floor, which was hidden by a bear pelt. In the basement, we discovered the third girl, tied up, standing on a chair with a noose around her neck. For some reason, we didn't immediately rescue her from this perilous situation. Uh, and instead, we chose to try and follow Brewer by shooting the lock on the door of the basement and then opening it to discover a tunnel. Then I made a mistake because uh, we, I chose not to look properly. I looked up instead of looking down. And we got our leg caught in a bear trap. Bam! Badly injuring ourselves, cutting our leg with, on the metal teeth of the bear trap. It didn't seem to make much of a difference to the outcome of the story that we'd just been badly injured, but it must have stung a little bit. And then with the help of Mardler and some police officers, we finally cut down the other girl from uh, you know from the noose rescuing her uh so that was two girls out of three was it two girls yeah we got two girls out of three and there's still one um to be rescued chloe um then uh the point of view changed the perspective of the story changed and we then followed the story from cade brewer's perspective so playing as brewer was a disturbing experience because he was obviously suffering from extreme side effects because of the Opiax painkillers that he'd been taking. Uh, in fact, the painkillers had driven him mad and turned him into some kind of psycho from a horror film, completely obsessed with a nurse who'd cared for him at the hospital where he'd been a patient with an injured leg. So apparently he'd gone to the hospital, this nurse had looked after him, and he'd fallen in love with her and become obsessed with her. And then she, because of the pain, the strong painkillers that he'd been taking, it, it had made him go mad. And with his mind twisted by the effects of the opiates, he'd killed the nurse. And then Brewer's mental illness uh, caused by the side effects of the painkiller, came in the form of the voice of Mr. Burlap. Mr. Burlap, who sort of spoke like this sometimes, and then uh, other times didn't. <laughs> um, this inconsistent accent of the weird voice of Mr. Burlap, who existed only in Brewer's uh, drug-addled mind. Uh, Mr. Burlap convinced Brewer to kidnap the other girls and kill them um, as part of some kind of natural cycle which he had to complete. Poor Cade Brewer was completely overcome by the influence of Mr. Burlap, all because of the effects of this untested drug that he'd been given at the hospital. His next step was to kill not only Chloe Worthington, but also the detectives on his trail. That's us. Uh, then we returned to the point of view of the detectives, who had somehow worked out that Chloe Worthington was being kept back at the mortuary. And there we discovered her, only to be locked inside the mortuary by Cade Brewer, 
who proceeded to try and burn down the building as the conclusion of this weird natural cycle that Mr. Burlap had been talking to him about. Having killed the other girls with earth, water and air, and now fire. Thankfully, we managed to use our articulate communication skills to trick Brewer into opening the door of the mortuary, where we chose to mercilessly shoot him dead without asking further questions. And notice that Amber was the one who chose to do that straight away. Did you notice that? Immediately saying, shoot the fucker. Uh, a rude word, ladies and gentlemen, a rude word. Uh, yes, rude words. Even the lovely Amber with her lovely, beautiful voice every now and then lets loose with a, uh, a carefully timed swear word uh, to great effect. But it's not the sort of language that you should be using in your business meetings uh, when meeting uh, your English teacher or any other type of teacher or any, any other form of polite society. But when, of course, you are with uh, close friends, you might uh, swear sometimes for fun and people do it. But don't do it, OK? Don't do it. Don't do what we do. Do what we say, etc. OK? Beware. Swearing is uh, extremely rude and should not be repeated unless you're with the closest of close friends uh, okay, fine. I've made my point. Shoot the fucker. All right. Now, we escaped from the burning building with Chloe Worthington, but tragically, we didn't get 100% success because we let Amy Anderson die at the hospital due to our poor deductive reasoning at the cemetery, which was Amber's fault. And that's the end. Okay, that's the end of the story. Um, let us know your thoughts. As ever, I'm curious to know what you think. What uh, would you have uh, done... Would you have made the same choices as us? Did you manage to work out what was going on? Uh, and do you have any language-related questions or comments? Uh, let us know what you think in the comments section. And don't forget, you can play the game too. There are various different outcomes depending on the choices that you make throughout the story. So I suggest you go and check out Victorian Detective 2 and you'll find the links on the page for this episode. Uh, okay, there are other episodes like this. If you, if you enjoyed this one, uh, you could try some of these other episodes if you haven't already heard them. For example, there was episode number 229, um, um, and you'll find these in the archive, or you can just find the links on the page for this episode, because I'm thoughtful and nice, and I've put them there for you. Um, so you could listen to episode 229, which was called Zombies Part 2. And in that one, I did a zombie survival test, which was another text adventure game based around a zombies outbreak situation. Uh, and I go through the, the, the scenario, trying to survive uh, in a zombie holocaust situation. And it's a lot of fun, actually. So if you like the kind of text adventure stuff, then you should check out episode 229. Uh, for the zombie story. Uh, you could also listen to episodes 298 and 299. Uh, that was The Bank Robbery and The Bank Robbery Part 2. And in that one, Amber, Paul and Sebastian uh, had to plan a bank robbery uh, and um, we heard the way in which they did it. So um, that's that was fun. And then in episode 338, um, that was uh, called A Murder Mystery Detective Story. Uh, and also 339, that was part two of the story. In that one, I played another text adventure game written by Peter Carlson. In fact, I played Victorian Detective 1. 
uh, and you know went through the whole thing. And so you can listen again uh, a, a, and discover the score, the story, uh, make some choices based on evidence, and then try to solve the murder. So Victorian Detective One was in episode three hundred thirty-eight and three hundred thirty-nine, and also uh, any other episode featuring Amber and Paul. And there are plenty of them in the archive. If you want to find Amber and Paul episodes, um, just check the archive and you can try using Command F. So hold down Command if you've got an Apple computer, hold down Command and hold F and then search for maybe the word Amber and hit enter and uh, it will highlight, your browser will highlight all of the cases of Amber being used in the archive, and then you can easily find episodes that feature Amber. And similarly with Paul, find episodes that feature Paul. Um, So Command F is like a search function that works on your browser. And if you're not using an Apple computer, it would be Control F, and then search uh, any page. Uh, That's a quick way of finding episodes with Amber and episodes with Paul. Okay. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Don't forget to join the mailing list on my website. Um, it, you'll see in the top right-hand corner of every page, it says subscribe to the mailing list. Just stick your email address in there, and that's the easiest way to get a direct link to the page for the episode so that you can just click that, open up your inbox, click the link, and bingo, you will be on the page. And that's like the easiest way to get all of this stuff, you know, transcriptions, uh, vocabulary notes, and links to other things. So every time I say it's on the page for the episode, you know how to get it. You'll you'll get it in your e- email inbox if you just sign the mailing list. Okay, and that's it. I'm you know I'm not going to spam you or anything like that. I'm not selling your email addresses to companies. No, I don't do that. Uh, I don't even know how to do that to be honest. Um, it's just a quick way. It's an automatic sort of website mailing list uh, that will send you. Um, you know, a link to my new episodes. Okay, then. Thanks a lot for listening. Speak to you again on the podcast soon. But for now, it's just time to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.